Digital Focus. Hello there to you. It is Troy Stockton of Board News. Here we go with another Rural Focus podcast. Whatever you're not up to today, hopefully your day going along nicely. How did the Catanian sheep sale go the other day? Well, we'll find out. The man in the know, the one and only Mark Warren from Nutrient. He'll be along very soon this morning. And shearers. Can we get some more shearers into WA? Are you advertising? Well, we're going to check in with a man who thinks we can do some more. Andrew Whitelaw, who is an analyst with episode three. We're going to check in with Andrew very soon this morning. He's uh, He's got a bit of a bit of a hint on how we can try and find some shearers. But right now, let's find out and see what we can expect to read in today's Countryman, the great agriculture paper here in WA. Kelly from The Countryman is with us. Kel, hello there to you. Good morning, Trey. How are you going? Not bad. Uh, caricature of the former WA Agriculture Minister, Alana McTiernan, on the uh, the front cover today. We do, Troy. <laughs> now, you might have seen that front cover floating around in shops or online. Yes. Um, now, it says, buy to patron saint of wine. <laughs> now, those are not our words. They're actually Alana McTiernan's words. Pretty sort of witty quip from her on her way out the door. She um, said that in state parliament last week during okay. her final speech um, when she ended her 26th year-long career mm. in Parliament. Now, she also gave one final promise um, that she says was set in stone, that her third farewell speech will be her last. Um, Alana McTiernan announced her retirement in November after a lengthy career, including 13 years as a state cabinet minister, a term in federal parliament as MP for Perth, mm. and two years as Vincent Mayor. Now, despite her clashes with various farming groups, um, she told Parliament that in spite of the grief, she would do it again and joked that some industry partnerships had been fabulous. And she said that she was known as the patron state of wine. <laughs> Are you hearing who may take over around the traps? Well, we're hearing a few different rumours, Troy. Yeah. Um, have a bit of an inkling that it may be um, Jackie Jarvis yeah. from Margaret River. Now, yep. she used to work for Alana McTiernan a long time ago, and I have heard that she regards Alana as a bit of a mentor. So I do have a feeling that that may be who it is, but we're also hearing a few names being thrown around. Yeah, there are a few at the moment. We shall wait and see. Uh, in today's edition, update on harvest? Yeah, pretty interesting, Troy. Now, it's been a slow start to harvest, but it has officially kicked into high gear, with CBH Group smashing its daily grain receivable total one year to the day since the previous record, and then again one day later. Now, it all started last Thursday on the 1st of December when the grain handler's daily grain receivable record record was broken on the exact same day the record was set last year. That record stood for less than 24 hours with farmers tipping in more than 600,000 tonnes across the CBH system on Friday, December 2. Um, Pretty exciting. We've got some good statistics about harvest in that story in today's Countryman. All right. And I see two in today's paper, a big story on rugby. Something a bit different for our paper this week, (laughs) Troy. Some of our dedicated readers would have seen we have a sports section uh, in the Countryman paper now, which is something that we're trialling for a while. As well as the sports section on pages 8 and 9 this week, we do have a big story about um, AFCRI equipment inking a partnership with the Western Force. Now, look, I feel as though I've learned more about rugby in the past <laughs> week than I've ever known about rugby in my entire life, but I know that there's a lot of avid rugby fans out in regional WA. Um, they'll be pretty happy to hear that there's going to be um, players and uh, some pretty important members of the um, Western Force heading out to country areas between Geraldton and Essence. Thanks for this new partnership with Afgri. Pretty cool. So it's mm. hope that 
the arrangement will um, help the Western Force gain more footprint in the regions. Um, it's all about attracting players to um, the game and promoting the game in regional WA. Also hope to help AFRI and the John Deere brand gain more exposure in the city. That's some pretty interesting um, ideas of you know how both mm. brands could be promoted at the rugby as well couple of ideas being thrown around about, you know, delivering player awards at the rugby using a little tractor and, and things like that. Um, great story, lots of great photos of some rugby players with some equipment um, in Perth, so check that out. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, good luck to both AFGRI and the Western Force there. Uh, of course, the Countryman out today. If you haven't had a read yet, uh, get online or uh, go to your local news agents and buy a couple of copies. Hey, why not? Kel, as always, nice to chat. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, Troy. Bye. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. From Nutrient Livestock to find out and see how the Catanning sheep sale went yesterday. Mark Warren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Troy. Morning, listeners. How did you go yesterday there, mate? Yeah, pretty similar numbers, Troy. So we're only down 524 from the previous week, so at a total of 8,913. Plenty of crossbred lambs this week, um, which uh, sold pretty well, actually. The market was probably 4 to $5 dearer over most of the crossbred lamb grades. Didn't have big heaps of heavy lambs, but uh, we did have the odd pen uh, of good heavy lambs. They sold from 155 to a top of 170. A uh, bit of trade lambs, which <clears throat> made up most of those. Uh, they sold from 130 to 150. Uh, There's a fair few light trade lambs, uh, they sold pretty well. They sold from 115 to 120. Uh, better feeder type lambs sold from 95 to 110. Uh, very light and plain stores sold from 60 to 80. Uh, the mutton job, yeah, look, mutton yarding wasn't brilliant yesterday, but uh, neither was the market really, to be honest. But the yeah, best use sold from 75 to 85. Uh, better boning use sold from 60 to 70. Very light and plain boning use uh, selling from 30 to 50. So not a real good sign there, but hopefully that will get better shortly. Uh, Marino weather, hoggets, they sold from 80 to 85. Not a lot of change there. The better stores sold from 50 to 70. Some pretty good buying there with the weather hoggets. Marino U hoggets sold from 60 to 70. Very light and plain drafts at 40 to 50. Heavier weathers, uh, once again, pretty good buying of these type of sheep at the moment. They sold from 70 to 85 for your better types. Your better stores selling from 50 to 70. Bugger all rams yesterday, Troy, okay, yeah. for a change. <laughs> so it uh, was really good to see, actually. So, uh, yeah, we just had the very odd pen. They sold from 30 to 40. So, okay. uh, yeah. No, hardly any rams there yesterday. So yeah, look overall the market was uh, the market was pretty good. Yep. There's still some good buying there for anyone's chasing a few sheep to chuck on stubbles and stuff. It's a pretty good opportunity to buy a few. But uh, yeah, look overall the job's pretty good. And yeah, two more sales to go before Christmas. So our last one's on the 21st um, of December, and then we're back on the 4th of January. All right, so they just give you a week and a bit bits break, mate. Yeah, not enough, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, uh, uh, but, yeah, we'll be back into it uh, 4th of January, last okay. one on the 21st. All right. So, uh, yeah, be aware of that for the Catanian sheep sales. Uh, much rain in your neck of the woods? Yeah, yeah. unfortunately we have, um, if, you, if, you, if you're if trying to harvest grain. Mm. But, yeah, no, I think uh, Catanian, I think we've had about 10 mil and spoke to a client a bit further recent and they've had an inch. So, okay. um, yeah, so a bit frustrating for the grain yeah, growers. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not unusual.
Troy. No, certainly not unusual at all. And how about you, mate? You're out and about uh, over the next couple of days? Yeah, got a fair bit going on, Troy. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get out amongst the, well, not so much dust today, but <laughs> amongst the flies and the dust. And yeah. we'll, uh, so it's a fair bit going on, but uh, trying to get everything done before yeah. Christmas. But um, as everything's like, the whole year has been a bit slow. So, but we're getting there. All right. Take the air regard, mate, and have a good week. We'll chat to you next week. Thanks, Troy. Rural Focus on Triple M. Well, you may have seen on some social media pages yesterday today that the uh, the boys from episode three, uh, well, one of them, uh, Andrew, well, he thinks he might have a hint for finding shearers. He does join me this morning. Morning, mate. Hi, Troy. How's it going, mate? Not too bad. Not too bad. So you think you might have a bit of a hint to, to find some shearers? Uh, what's the hint? Well, well, I think, like, first of all, like, when, when we look at you know agricultural jobs and, and regional jobs in general, there is a lot of jobs, mm. but not many workers. And so we're competing, every job is competing for, for a very limited supply of labour. And so it's a big challenge, huge challenge for, for agriculture. But one of, those, one of those jobs that I think is the one struggling the most possibly mm. is shearing. It's hard work. It's hot work. Not easy. And, uh, you know, you're competing with, with staff in other areas. So we, we looked at a, at a few sort of uh, data points. And what, one of those data points is the government actually puts out some data on how many advertisements there are for for jobs of, of different types. And so I was just perusing the data and I, I found Shearer. Yes. And I, and I thought, well, this goes back to 2006. So every month, how many jobs are advertised? And what was really interesting was that, you know, the number of, well, the number of vacancies on uh, advertised online. And now we're, we're talking like the big places like Seek and all those type of ones. Yep. <laughs> it's actually dropped from like, like 60 odd uh, vacancies a month to like less than five. And this is on a national basis. So, so I think what what it tells me is like the the trend of people looking for shearers on these bigger websites has definitely declined. And and, and look, that's it's a real struggle to get Mm. somebody to come and work for you. Yeah. If they don't know this job, so I know that people people are advertising. You know, nowadays a lot of time on Facebook and all these type of places, but that can be quite local. Whereas I think some of these bigger websites give you sort of a national footprint with which to which to find a potential uh, potential worker. Well, there are plenty of shearing websites about. I know here in WA we've got the uh, Western Australian Shearing Institute of Australia, the, their website. So places like that, should they be advertising more? Well I, well, I don't know specifically who's advertising where, yeah. but but I just, it's just interesting to see the trend that, you know, in the past there was a lot of jobs getting advertised on a monthly basis as a shearer, but now there's less. But then we, when we actually start looking at other mm. agricultural jobs, mm. you know, like cropping overseers or abattoir workers, those, those numbers are at record levels in terms of vacancies being advertised for. It's just shearers have gone the complete opposite direction. So uh, maybe they're not paying enough uh, for beers or, or something, mate? I'm not sure. Possibly. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, because they're always calling for, for shearers and, and hands and everything else. So what can be done then? What How can we get more shearers? I think like, if, if we go around a lot of shearing sheds, there's a pretty... We all know there's the age is increasing every year yep. in terms yep. of the average age. I think what we've got to do is train more of them. And I think AWI is doing a fantastic job yep. funding shearing courses yep. around the country. Yep. But I think what has got to be done is once they've done that shearing course, and I've been on one of those shearing courses for a day just to have a look at it, and uh, is, is what they've got to do is actually the next step is getting them from being a you know 50 head a day to 200 or whatever it is head a day. And so just encouraging that next step from that initial you know week of training to actually getting them to a properly qualified and uh, working shearing unit. And I think that's that's the challenge is that everybody wants a shearer that is uh, going to come in straight away and get the job up to speed. 
Yep. But we need to do training the next generation of them. A lot of shearers here in WA come from, you know, uh, over the over the, the cloud there at uh, New Zealand. Uh, can we get more in from over there? Or is, are they advertising over there in New Zealand or any part of the, you know, other uh, parts? I'm, of- I'm sure, sure, sure we're coaching a lot of them from over there yep. and, we, yep. and we still will. There was big problems, obviously, during COVID, yep. getting them over, yep. and especially in Western Australia, it had its very, very mm. hard border. That's another solution is increasing immigration, but also potentially looking at other methods of shearing, like those, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but the shearing table that reduces the sort of the requirement to be extremely well trained to do it. It reduces the sort of the training period. That's another option. But yeah, and uh, I think the other thing is improving the working conditions. And a lot of farms are doing that with you know air, air conditioned sheds and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to make the environment nice and pleasant to work in. So pretty much, as you say, uh, that I did see yesterday, it helps if you advertise. Well, you, you know, you don't ask, don't get. And I think you've got to you've got to put the name up there. And I think it's just really interesting to see that the number of jobs being advertised as shearers is, is in sort of terminal decline. decline. Yeah, at a time when we apparently need a lot more. Well, shearers over here now made a, a breaking world record. <laughs> They well, they got to because uh, there's not enough of them. <laughs> no, that's right. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, interesting uh, data. Have you heard back from different shearing places around Australia, mate, since uh, this was released yesterday? No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so, uh, be interesting. We'll, yeah. we'll see. All right. Yeah. So uh, maybe for the shearing contractors who are listening to us now, give us a buzz and uh, let us know. One triple three five three. Do you need to advertise more widely, as Andrew does say? So uh, yeah, let us know. One triple three five three. The telephone number. Andrew Whitelaw from episode three, mate. Uh, thanks for your time today, mate. And we'll chat again soon. No worries. Anytime, Troy. Yeah, there he is, Andrew Whitelaw, the analyst with episode three. He reckons he's got a hint for finding more shearers, not just in WA, but Australia-wide. He reckons, well, going by research that has been done, it helps if you advertise, not just on Facebook, but other places. So is he right? Should you be advertising more, not just on Facebook or Instagram, but maybe on other shearing pages? Is Andrew right? Yay, nay, maybe? Haven't thought about it before? Do thank Andrew for his time on the Rural Focus podcast today. Hey, quickly, before I do let you go today, don't forget to, uh, well, we're after your harvest picks here in WA. Great prize up for grabs. All you need to do, take a photo if you're out and about doing your harvest today. I know it's going quite slowly for a lot around regional WA at the moment, so I might give you a bit of time to try and take a pretty good pick. A $500 voucher to be spent at the Honda shop up for grabs. So uh, get them in. You've got until next Thursday, the 15th of December to do so. And then I'll announce the winner next Friday. Go to it. Triple M.com.au and post up your harvest pick. Maybe even might even try and see if we can get something from over east as well. I've been Troy Stockton and I do look forward to bringing you another Rural Focus podcast here on the Listener app again very soon.